thing started. Let's get this thing started, pimp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is that you are listening to this episode. It is called Nip It in the Bud, mainly because Jay wants ha Jay has some stuff he wants to get off his chest. Um, we're gonna jump around with a couple of topics while we wait on him to get come on into the room and get himself together. But love, peace, health, and success to everybody out there. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope life is treating you well. And if it isn't, I hope you find ways to, I hope you work on ways to get you into the position into the proper place and, and proper happiness that you want to be in. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. All two fights I'm definitely looking forward to is uh, the Fury Wilder fight, part three. And then I'm definitely looking forward to this Errol Spence, Manny Pacquiao fight. In my honest opinion, I think that, um, or in, in my just my opinions, in my opinion, I think uh, Earl is going to go for the knockout. Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao is a legend in the sport. He's been around since the 90s. I think he's fought in four decades. But I think the time has come for a new a new name to take hold of that that crown that Manny Pacquiao has been wearing. Um, and we may see it exchange bodies, forms, energy, vibrations uh, at the end of that fight with Errol Spence. I think Errol Spence is going to come in to that fight in tip-top shape. I think he will be a force to be reckoned with. I also think Errol, as he stated recently, that he is tired of the welterweight division and he's ready to go up. He's sick and tired of waiting around for Bud Crawford to get his shit together. And they don't seem to necessarily know what they want to do. And the Crawford camp seems to suffer from Stockholm syndrome, where the guy in charge beats them but still pays them. Um, that's one of the ways to look at it. Uh, or in his situation, his boss or his promoter is, shouldn't be your boss. But in the situation he's in, um, Bob Arum seems to call the shots and dictates what is going to happen with Terrence Crawford when he decides that it's going to happen. And that's not the way it's supposed to go. The, the promoter is supposed to promote. He's supposed to make the fights. And we haven't seen Bud Crawford since he moved up to the 147 division, we have not seen him take on the best challenges. He's taken on a Kale Brook who's been stopped in fights with Gennady Golovkin, a fight that I don't think he should have taken. And then he came back down, I guess a year and a half, two years later after having his face or his eye or orbital socket broken by Gennady Golovkin. <laughs> Excuse me, he came, he came back down to 147 where he held the IBF belt. 
And he fought Errol Spence, who stopped him in the 11th round after beating the fight out of Kell Brook and breaking his other orbital socket. So um, when you look at Terrence Crawford's resume at 147, it's okay when a guy takes one or two tune-up fights to get themselves ready and prepared, but when you look at his record, he hasn't faced a Danny Garcia. He hasn't faced a Keith Thurman. He doesn't have any top name at 147 on his record, which is why I don't understand what the hell the great Roy Jones was gibbering about. Like, I don't, I'm not sure where he got this opinion. Maybe because he likes Bud and he's probably did some work with Bud or whatever it is. You know, you know how it is when people take sides for the guys that they like. In that situation, I get it, but come come on, man. <clears throat> Roy Lavesta Jones Jr. Cut it out, bro. You eleven, you are you a legend, two-time undisputed light heavyweight champion, a, 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 a former WBA heavyweight champion former 160-pound champion, former 168-pound champion, but I don't know what the hell that is about. So, oh, looks like Jay is ready. Looks like we're going to go ahead and get him on in here. Please hold. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the building. Please welcome the co-host, Jamie. What's up, my guy? Nothing much, man. You know, crap Chicago weather, but, you know, sorry. Hey, man, you know what? I have no complaints, you know, as long yeah. as the weather is decent enough to go outside and yeah, I'm all right. That it is. Very true. So this episode is called Nip It in the Bud. <laughs> um, I think you were explaining right before we came on the air, you were watching some clips from, uh, off of YouTube. Yeah, you know, I was t- we were talking about Fight Hype and Fight Hub. And we had the conversation about, you know, what Loma said about the whole undisputed thing. It, the lightweight division, 135 pounds, just the nonsense there. You know, it was after a weigh-in with Nakatani. So I saw the weigh-ins today for both fights that are happening tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully it should be two pretty good fights. And, you know, all the fighters may wait. So and you, and you, think, you think Loma can stop him, huh? I think Loma can Here's what I think. I think both the guys can stop each other. Um, Loma has a superior boxing skill, and I think he could. The way I've been, I, I envision Loma winning is either outpointing the guy, outclassing him, and getting a unanimous decision, or if he's not able to do that, and Nakatani can make it a war, much like he did with Tiafimo, much like he did with Verdejo. You know, it'll be a back and forth, knock him out, drag him out fight. Um, I think Loma does what he does to most people. It's just a, a overwhelming of punches, and so they stop the fight. Not that he knocks the guy and puts him out, and he can't recover. It's just the overwhelming nature of which he throws punches. The work rate. guy appears to be a little helpless. It's the work rate. Nakatani, I think if Nakatani catches him and hurts him, I think he can do the same thing to him that he did to Verdejo. I think it's a possibility. Um, Nakatani seems like fighter. very, yeah, he seems just very robotic to me. He, he is robotic, but he's a robot. That's the thing. <laughs> it's he's robotic in terms of his um, 
his 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 um how he the manifestation of his skills, right? How mm-hmm. he how he moves in the ring, but he's still a robot in the sense of I'm going to keep coming at you, you know, and it's just nonstop. And if you don't do enough to keep him off of you, he's gonna keep coming. Yeah, very true. And so can Loma deliver enough meaningful blows to keep Nakatani off of him? Because we both know he can. I mean, he did it to Tiafimo. He did it to Verdejo. Um, I don't view Loma as a bigger puncher than either one of those guys. Um, again, he delivers punches from different angles and, you know, he can catch people off guard and hit you with shots you don't see. I get all that. but And he's also a smaller guy. And Nakatani is a very tall, rangy fighter for the, for that class. So it, it'll be it'll be a more interesting fight, more competitive fight than people think. Um, yeah, it'll be a very interesting fight. Yeah, I I will have to. I, I, what I originally thought was that you know it would just go the distance, but we did through the course of having conversation with you. And I was listening. I was like, man, you know what? If, if his engine, if uh, Loma's engine does, if he starts out right away, that guy's not going to be able to keep up with that. I think he'll at some point yeah. he'll just go back to the corner and be like, yo, I don't, I'm, I can't keep moving like this. He, he's not going to go out. No, he, he's Japanese. He's not. You think he's going? You think he's going? You, you think he's on a sword? You gotta, yeah, you have to literally put the sword in there. You have All to. Right. He's not going to quit. That's just not going to happen. Um. It's just not going to happen. So I think Loma is going to have to do it. The, the one way I see Loma doing it, he won't do it with head shots. He'll have to do it with body shots. I think his best, um, his best uh, opportunity for a stoppage and also to keep Nakatani off of him at the same time is to go to the body. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be a more competitive fight than what people think, though. It's it just that I don't think it would be competitive. It's just that um i would like to see i mean it's a it's it's him coming back to boxing so mm-hmm. I, I i i i like the skill set of loma lomachenko i just want to see him in there with the best guys but uh he's yeah. basically done this to himself where he hasn't fought the best you know so mm-hmm. now at one was it 130 135 where the guys are the best yeah. where the guys are the best you've played this game and you can you've almost ruled yourself out so you know yeah. This is a fight that's a good a fight to, a good fight to get him back, but I would like to see him step in there with. Uh, oh, and did you see the clip where Loma was saying that? No, 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 not. Yeah, Loma spoke on Javante Davis. Did you see that? I saw when Loma spoke on spoke, spoke on Javante Davis, Tio, and he spoke on Devin Haney. Okay, I didn't see that. I saw what he said. The fight that he's about to fight against Barrios is a good fight. But he said the guy's a knockout puncher. He's like, he, the guy throws a lot of punches. He doesn't fight nobody with any skill. Where's the skill? I want to see Javante fight somebody with some skill. So, yeah, well, um, he said he didn't know. He's like, I don't know Barrios. He said, I don't know if he has skill. He's talking about he wants to see Tank fight somebody that everybody knows that has skill. So, of course, he's going to Barrios can box. Is Barrios seen as a top flight boxer? Not necessarily, but he can box. No. Um, so we'll see. And he did say, you know, he said that uh, he, he did say, hey, you know, Tank's team is very smart. They know how to pick the right people. Correct. Correct. Um, so he did say that much. I saw that part. 
Um, as of like the tail, he just said, yeah, he is undisputed, but we know the politics behind that would take with uh, Loma because Loma has the inside track um, on the, on the um, rematch. And, you know, Bob Aram just pretty much said that's what's going to happen. If, if tail gets past Cambosis, because he already said, no, you're not fighting. Here's a funny thing. Want to hear something funny? Here's how you know what Bob thinks. Bob, he got caught up in this by Sean Zytel. He said, uh, Bob, uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, for Loma, what's Loma's next fight if he gets past Nakatani? He said, well, you heard what Loma said about Devin Haney. So Loma said Devin Haney is a top boxer. He said he had an impressive performance against Linares. He said Linares also did very well and looked like he was at the top of his game when they fought. So he said he rather enjoyed the fight and he gave, he gave Haney credit. He said Haney is a top boxer. He said that. He said he proved it. Um, and, you know, so then Bob, they were like, Bob, well, what do you think? He said, you know, and Sean started throwing out names. He was like, oh, you can get this guy, you can get that guy. He brought up Haney. Yeah, we can make the fight potentially with Devin Haney too. Well, hold on. If you're top rank and you can make, he said, you can make Loma with Haney, how come you can't make Tail with Haney? You know, oh, uh, well, you know, well, you know, oh, you know, he's uh, the timing of it and he's having a kid and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, no, but you know, Tail's fight got pushed back, blah, blah, blah. So by the time he pushes back, the kid's going to come, the kid will be born, maybe he can fight. He was like, no, 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 no. Now that fight is pushed back, so everything else is going to get pushed back. So we can't have a conversation about Haney with Tail. So it was just interesting how we got really in his feelings when he brought up Haney fighting Tail. But what he wants to do is, is he's okay with Loma potentially fighting Haney. And he said, well, we can negotiate and everything has to be perfect and be right for me to even consider it. But no way would he do uh, Tail and, uh, and, 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 and Haney. And that Hell no. Hell no. As long as those belts are involved, he's not going to do anything like that. Bob does yeah. not want to relinquish those belts. He want to keep as yeah, many belts the, as he can. He wants to keep them in house. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to keep them in house. And uh, so, yeah, that's about this. That's interesting. That's what I saw at the clips earlier. Yeah. That and was obviously, it. he also interviewed, uh, as we get into nipping in the bud, the part that set me off when I hit you is he interviewed uh, Bomac. It's amazing how everybody would just. Like they pass the blame around. Like no one just takes credit and just says, you know what? We may have made some uh, bad decisions or we didn't we didn't talk some of these things through, but we got to go back to the drawing board or sit back well, down at the table. Here's how it started. He was like, and he asked him boxing questions. You asked about Wilder Fury. You asked about Javante Barrios. He said, what do you think about Spence Pacquiao? Oh man, you got, you got to ask me that question. It's boxing. He asked everybody the same questions. And he was just like, man, fuck Errol Smith, fuck that fight, you know. And that was his energy. And, um, you know, you hear all the excuses. I don't even want to get into all the excuses. It's just that that energy is a bad look on his team. Um, how can you say F that fight when those are the two guys that you say you wanted to fight? Correct. You know, and then when you couldn't get your way business wise and you couldn't strong arm your way because the, the public was not on your side thinking you deserve 50-50, not even Timothy Bradley or Andre Ward said you deserve that amount. And so then you got in your feelings 
And now you want to blame everybody. Meanwhile, your promoter does three things. The, the fight you've been trying to get. Again, you're going to say, Bomack, you say after that fight, you've been trying to chase Pacquiao down for five, six plus years. And you're saying, well, Al, the black man, is holding me back. Al is, is, is in PBC. How can he say Al is holding him back when it was Bob Aaron who literally said, uh, I didn't want to make that fight. Initially, I didn't like that fight for Manny because I was concerned about Manny. I didn't make that fight. Then the next thing is, oh, we have investors. Oh, then it's Abu Dhabi. Oh, it's Dubai. Oh, but then basically. Any major fight, money. any major fight for Bud, he's done that. Any major fight. Right. Any it, fight it, concerning it, Bud moving forward and becoming a household name or furthering his career, mm -hmm. he has personally, personally blocked it. He, he at one point even said, that no one even knows if Al Heyman is a real person because well, yeah, they haven't he said seen that. And, and Earl called him out on that when they, when him and Bud had that epic back and forth, you know, uh, in a hallway, I think at a, yeah. at a venue where there was a fight. And, yeah. you know, he, Bud came over there and he said, well, you the one who said Al ain't even real. How are you going to make a fight with somebody that you said it doesn't exist? And, and, and you know, Earl know said, I got him on my, I got him on speed. What is it? Speed dial or whatever in my back yeah. pocket. I know who early. We know we all know who he is, motherfucker. And like you just ain't day, making fights. And I see all the little uh the fanboys, the Bud fanboys on YouTube. Oh, let me show you how it's not true that Earl Carrick did the heavy lifting. Look, what I what I'm really noticing about Bud people is they can't make an argument for him. They always try to make an argument against Spence, and the argument against Spence is devoid of facts and reason. Because it's all excuses. Right. So it's excuses. So Bob can say, I'm not going to give him that fight. Uh, I'm not going to invest in that fight. Middle Eastern investors backed out. Um, no, uh, you know, no, Spence doesn't want that fight. You know, all these excuses about everybody else. But you can make Wilder Fury. You can make Wilder Fury, but you can't make Crawford Spence. <clears throat> so you can't make Crawford Porter. You can't make Crawford Thurman. You know, you can't make Crawford. To me, it should be like a, a um, you know, like a lawsuit, like a brief. You know how they had a, the, the, the pamphlet for, for a court case. It should be Crawford versus competition. Man. Right. And so it, it's just crazy. All the excuses and the lack of accountability from his team. <clears throat> I actually cannot blame Bob. So I'm going to call Errol out. You can't blame Bob. Bob has been very, very transparent. So you have to ask yourself, he re-upped once. Bob is hinting that he's going to re-up again. If he does, then it's not Bob. It's Terrence Bud Crawford. It's him as we speak, or whoever it is, his management team, whoever it it's is. It's him. They're doing it's a him. bad job. He's the one in the ring. Is his legacy. When, you know, 10, 20 years from now, nobody's talking about Bowman. Nobody's talking about whoever his team is. They're going to talk about who did Bud fight and who didn't Bud fight. Yep. And so it's on him, and he knows better. And so I'm wondering, what is it with him that he doesn't want to face top-notch competition? And there, there aren't any politics. People claim it's politics. No, there aren't, there's many politics to this. This is business. The reason why there's no politics is because it makes business sense. It's a big money fight. 
you can't say it's COVID because we, we're seeing 10,000 tickets right. uh, sellers. We uh, we seen right. Devin Haney do what? Five to 7,000, you know, just, just to well, get just him. Well, just look at all these fights being booked. You've got, you you seen got Canelo do fight. 73. Yeah. Canelo, yeah. So what, what you have to understand is, is that uh, you're hearing all the excuses. You're hearing a lack of accountability from him and his team. And you know, they, they always want to say Spence, 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 because to me, they're kind of, um, they're, 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 uh, what do you call it, clout chasing, because Spence has the, the energy, right? To me, it's just He's that, I call the Adam He's and Eve guy. syndrome, bro. Yeah, I, I didn't eat that. She gave me the apple. I didn't, you know, that's all it is. Like, just so, admit that you fucked up. Okay. The, the pandemic is over. You know, okay, you had the excuse. You didn't want to pay Thurman. You didn't want to pay Porter because of the pandemic. Well, guess what? They're fighting in arenas now. Bud has uh, Loma fighting in a live crowd. So the question is, why can't you make Bud Thurman now? How come you can't make Bud Porter now? What are the excuses? So if you're Bud, you know, I don't believe Sean Porter should be apologizing. I wouldn't apologize uh, to Bud the way he came and did it. He wants to fight, Bud. You he fight wanted to not. fight. Like, come on, man. So now we're looking at it. It's post-pandemic in the sense of in the fight game. You can have live gate and all of that. And you say, okay. He talked to him. Well, I'm working on something. I'm working on something. And I'm working on something was Pacquiao. Well, we know that was all hot air and smoke. Pacquiao's booked for August 21st. Versus Errol Spence. Now we now know the venue, T-Mobile Arena. All right. So the question is, if we know that, why, if you're available, Thurman's available, Porter's available, hell, Boots is available. Yeah. You know, all these guys are available. Ugas is available. Yes. All these guys are available. He why needs a dance we, partner. Why the hell are we hearing Regis Progre, Jose Ramirez? And Jose Zapata. So again, to the Bud fanboys and to Bud, the Bo Mac and his whole team, and to Omaha. The Bud tenders. It's like, come on, man. Like, there are no politics here. You can fight whoever you want to fight. You're a champion. You're on a pound-for-pound list. But the same thing you saying about Canelo, you are guilty of when is the last time you fought an elite black fighter that's a fact that is a fucking fact and we'll wait we're gonna watch that oh we'll we'll wait wait. i mean now what he said about canelo is true when's the last time canelo fought an elite well when's the last time canelo fought an elite fighter now, we know the UK which does a great job in PR, hyped up Billy Joe Saunders and Calvin Smith. Neither one of them are elite fighters. They just aren't. But look, we get the marketing on that. And, you know, this is not about Canelo. We, we can do something else on Canelo another time. But Bud hasn't fought an elite black fighter. He hasn't. Nope. Now, let's go on the other side. Let's look at Errol Spence. Who did Errol Spence fight? Oh, Errol Spence did fight an elite black fighter. He fought Sean Porter. Yeah. Sean Porter's a two-time champion. Most Keith Thurman, Ugas, Porter. Yes. Those would be great fights for Bud. How come they yeah. can't get made? Like, I don't, I don't want to, 
it's not even up for me to understand. To me, there is an understanding that someone doesn't they want those fights don't to happen. Want to make the fight. And I just wish That's people it. should flat out say it. There are no politics, there are no politics in it. Wilder's PBC, Fury's top rank. They're about to fight. They're about to fight, Pimp. Guess what? They fought three times. That's oh, what that was an arbitration hearing, but they fought three times. How can two guys from t- go across the street? And fight three times. So we know. And then he himself said there ain't no across the street. Yeah. He said there ain't no across the street. So what's the point? What's the point in saying so, something like that if you ain't if you're not pushing for the fight? So you can have the fight, you know, and on the business side, you know, I, you hear the boy fanboys like, look, I, let's not have a conversation again. You and I talked about it with the box wreck. We pulled up their last five, six people they fought. It's no comparison. So I'm not even going to entertain that debate with, with the fake people who don't know anything about boxing or competition. But I'm really starting to completely tune out Bud Crawford. If he, look, you can make whatever business decision you want to make. Yeah, I do not begrudge him for making a business decision and staying with top rank. If he likes to guarantee money, that's his business. More power to you, black man. What I will not tolerate as a fight fan and as a grown man with common sense is that you then go on TV, on YouTube, or wherever else, and you talk about don't nobody want to fight you. See, that's the cap I don't like. And that's my problem with him and his team, bro. And, um, and so I just think <laughs> we need to nip it in the bud amongst the whole fight fan community, especially the black fight fan community yeah and just call call a spade a spade when it comes to bud Crawford. like my man you just don't want to fight because we got we got we got to put it in your lap and and, and say that you you don't want to fight because at this point we all know fighters can make fights we all know fighters can get in contact with each other and say yo i want to make this fight right here i want to do this right here and we know what's been happening tyson fury was welcomed back by deontay wilder in two fights he wouldn't have had no other fights. He would have sat around, I guess, gaining weight till he got to 500 pounds. So we know that. Uh, who else is a, a fighter that told somebody that they wanted to fight? I think J-Rock and somebody was able to talk behind the scenes and make a fight. So fights can be made. It's just up to a fighter to say, yeah, I want that fight. And when we have seen Errol Spence win against Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, uh, Lamont Peterson, and, a, and whoever else is on his record at the top, uh, his top, his not top, his last five fights. We've seen these guys step up and take the fights. We haven't seen Terrence Bud Crawford face a guy of uh, of note, a noteworthy, mm-hmm. a noteworthy fighter at 147 since he's been there. Someone tried to argue me, argue me down about Kale Brook. And I said, well, you know what? The situation with Kale Brook is that He's kind of, and no disrespect to him, but he's kind of like out of the game. He's kind of washed up. Like you had one eye surgery to repair one eye because you went up two weight classes at 160 to fight Gennady Golovkin. All right. And then it took you a year and a half to finally come to terms that you had to defend your IBF belt and come back down to 147 and fight uh, a surging Errol Spence Jr. who said, I will go to England and take the fight. And when I get there, I will stop 
Kell Brook, and he did. He broke his orbital socket, and the fight was stopped in the 11th round. The I think other I, one. Yeah. Yeah, not the same one. The other one. He broke the other eye socket. And it was a war of attrition if you watched that fight. Both those guys look like they probably have uh, problems with weight, losing weight correctly, and, and trying to keep it off, especially even at the last hour. So we know there were issues there. And then he hurts and, and stops Kell Brook. And then Bud gets in the ring, and then we're supposed to hand him all this uh, gratitude and elation, I should say, not gratitude, elation for winning a fight when it's a guy that we already knew was damaged goods. So here's the thing, though. What about Bud people, right? You're only as good as your last fight. So yes. after, after, after uh, uh, Kell Brook lost to Errol Spence, who did he fight? What was his performances like? What was his record? Did he have any knockouts? <clears throat> we haven't heard nothing from Kell Brook since that fight. Oh, why? You know what? Since he lost that fight, he didn't even fight at 147. He fought at 154. Did he fight anybody highly touted at 154? Did he fight Jamel Charlo? No, he's not. Kell Brook isn't going to fight anybody. Did he fight Julian J. Rock Williams? Did he? I mean, hell, did he fight Jared Hurd? Did he fight Louis Arias? Did he fight anybody that means anything at 154? So we're, to the Bud people, <clears throat> He lost at once, he lost at 160, daring to be great, came back to 147, lost, never fought at 147 again until he fights your guy, Bud. What happens in between? 154 pounders, guys that yeah, you could whoop on. Guys who were club fighter level guys who he should have he in his in his prime, he would have he would have beat. And he wasn't the same Kell Brook. Kell Brook lost his top level, half of it to Triple G, the other half of it to Errol Spence, and he was done. He was done. And so, yeah, it's a name. You know, Canelo got some names. Did Canelo fight the best Shane Mosley? No, he did not. We know oh, this. No, he was a 40-year-old. <clears throat> did he fight the best Mikel Cotto? No, he didn't fight the best no. Miguel Cotto. Miguel was on his so, way out. That was his last fight. Again, you know, there's some slick stuff. Now, was 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 Kell on his way out the game when Errol fought him? No, he was undefeated at 147. He beat Sean Porter, then he dared to be great and lost to Triple G. And then when he got that fight with Errol, that took the rest of his career out of him at the elite level. In my so, opinion, yeah. I think all that was done to avoid fighting Errol Spence. Even though he was daring to be great, I think he was doing a, a lot of he, that to avoid look, Errol. Bud ducked Errol Spence from the jump. You were 140. You come to 147, but you fight Jeff Homer. I, I'm just I'm saying I'm speaking about Carol Brook first, but that that yeah. that that situation was so he didn't have yeah. to fight Errol. Right. So you look at it, when he came up, all the guys who were ranked and who were welterweights were on the PBC side, right? So you got Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Earl Spence. Let's call let's call them the four kings. Yeah. Let's call them that. And he clearly knew that. But he strategically came up to 147, and he fought a Jeff Horn who had a decision that was stolen from Manny Pacquiao. Facts. 
So we have to ask ourselves, let's look at Bud. There's competition over here and more belts and more glory. Or there's this guy named Jeff Horn who got a lopsided, a crazy, you know, bogus decision over Pacquiao who has zero skill. Which one is the easier path? Where's the, comp- where's the, where's the best competition? Where's the inferior competition? Bud chose the inferior competition. These are just facts. I would like to hear the Bud boys say, oh, Jeff Horn is world class. What are you talking about? Who has Jeff Horn fought since that fight? Who did Jeff Horn fight before he even got the Pacquiao fight? I I definitely have no idea. Jeff Horn ain't fought nobody but Pacquiao. He lost that fight. He fought Crawford and he got his ass whooped. But guess what? Jeff Warren got his ass whooped by Keith Thurman, yes. Danny Garcia, Sean yes. Porter, and Earl Spence. So when we talk about what Bud has done, at 147, he's done absolutely nothing. Nada. And I'm going to be blunt. I have respect for Bud as a fighter. I have the eye test. I see him. He's got talent. But when I look at what choices you make, it tells me something about who you are and what you think about yourself. So at 147... He wasn't sure of himself. That's why he took the low-hanging fruit. Now, he took that low-hanging fruit, what, a few years ago, two, two, three years ago. He's still doing the same move. So to me, let's not even talk about Earl Spence. You won't even fight Sean Porter. Yeah. You won't and, even fight Keith Thurman. And, and my thing about it, when he first got there, he took the Jeff Horn for I'm like, all right, cool. He, he going to go get the belt. Maybe fight another guy, tune up and warm up to make sure he got the weight under control. And then he'll start getting them guys out of there. And he didn't. He didn't. It was an opposite move. Like, I'm a, I'll take that guy and that guy. And yeah. cher- it was cherry picking. So let's nip it in the bud. So what I want to ask to Bomac, even Bud himself, all his supporters. And I'm a Bud supporter. I like him as a fighter. And I actually like him as a person. But I just don't like all the cap. I would have nothing to say if it wasn't all this nonsense about, oh, I'm being blocked or, oh, I'm, I'm being avoided. I'm being ducked. Nobody's ducking you, bro. You ducked. So I want to hear the Bud guy say, oh, yeah, what Bud went through, there was way more competition on the top rank side. No, I want to hear somebody make that argument. And then, they, you know, they, the, they, the yeah, other they, part they, is, is that you know, you got your promoter that's lying to you and you believe him. You believe well, him when he says that Errol Spence is, is ducking Bud Crawford. You no, believe no, that? He I, don't, no, I don't think he believes it. I'm going to tell you why I don't think he believes it. Because anytime the guy blatantly says the best opportunity you could have had in your boxing career, oh, I just took that away from you. How, how do you not hear that? Oh, so because you're so fond of Manny, Manny Pacquiao, you were afraid to, to match him with me. So you took that opportunity off the plate from me. Meanwhile, Manny Pacquiao leaves, was here all these years, leaves, goes to PBC without him, and he's fighting my rival at 42. At 42. When, when, when he could have fought him when Pacquiao was in his mid to late 30s. Yeah, that's a fact. So how do you not hear that, see that? When it's like Deontay said, it's like Wilder said, 
Ron's bottom. Uh, hear no evil. See no evil. Speak no evil. It's like, then to add the icing on the cake. Well, Crawford, uh, I ain't making any money. I could have had a mansion in Malibu for the money I lost on him. You got your promoter, whose job it is to promote you, telling you that you're losing him money. So we have all of that data and information. Oh, let's go again. Oh, we're going to make the Pacquiao fight. We're going to make the Pacquiao fight. And you're supposed to make that fight for the last five, six, seven years. But you still didn't make the Pacquiao fight again. So you have three key, clear, irrefutable instances. And that's a fight that we know was sell tickets, even during the midst of COVID. We right. know that was sell tickets. Right. And so you can't say Manny ducked you because Manny said, okay, if you like anything else, you put the money up, I'll fight. Same thing with Earl. The reason why Manny's fighting Earl was because he went to Al, said, I'll take Earl Spence. And this is how much I want for it. And Al said, okay, cool. We'll get the money. Yeah. And I what? heard. Did you hear how yeah. it happened? I didn't hear how it happened. They said Earl talked about it, but I, I kind of missed. They said on Pacquiao's side, it was a list of names. And they dwindled it down to the people that could pay for it. And at the top, mm-hmm. Earl was one of the names. And they yeah. said, Manny, he'll fight you. They can put the money up. And he said, they said he just, all he did was not. Nah. He said, yes. And he gave him the paper back. And he said, just make sure the money is good. And that was it. Yeah. And the yeah. guy that was talking about, it, he said, I work, I work closely with them. He said, Manny looks at the list of names and he wants to know how much can be made for, for the fight. And he saw... Right that Earl and them could uh, pay that tab and he jumped on it. So I'm guessing it was around 40 to 30 to 40 million somewhere in between there. He's going to get his, he's going to get his money. And I'm quite, I'm quite sure <clears throat> we'll have to say that Errol Spence is the B fighter in this situation, not by skill set, but as far as main event, um, as far as business goes, um, standing in the industry as far as business goals the economics yes he is the b-side and he's perfectly fine with being the b-side hell yeah because note to terence crawford this is how you become the a-side this is how mayweather became the a-side he beat oscar de la hoya oscar de la hoya had all the concessions yeah yeah. once he beat oscar floyd was always the a-side let me tell you something now. This even goes for Canelo. Errol Spence beat Manny Pacquiao. Errol Spence will always be the A-side. Yeah, it's a wrap after that. Because I, I, I see what Canelo's doing, but it's what have you done for me lately? And if Earl beats Manny, then we can say, well, Canelo, what icon have you beaten? Oh, you, oh, you haven't. Damn. So it looked like you the B-side. <laughs> you know what he's going to bring up? He's going to bring up Miguel Cotto. Well, he, well, look, Miguel Cotto, how many years ago was that? And that's, you know, again, what have you done for me lately? Current economics. Yeah. Now, of course, he could say, oh, I bring the whole country of Mexico. Yeah, you do. You do. And you know what? Errol will say, I can too. I got a whole state that used to be part of Mexico. Facts. And you fight. Got- you fight in my hometown. And you fighting in my country. And I got New York. And I guess what? I got a large portion of the African-American population supporting me. So, yeah. And I got Texas, Dallas, and Houston riding with me. Exactly. 
and my pay-per-view numbers have been better than yours. Yeah. So talk, pimp. But that fight ain't yes. gonna never happen unless it's uh. It, it, it's never gonna happen because Canelo's not gonna come down to one sixty. And I just I just saw the uh, clip of Arrow. He said, "I'll go to one sixty and I'll fight him." But he I said ain't he ain't going above one sixty. Yeah, yeah. So that fight that fight will never happen. And Canelo will never allow it to happen because he see how Floyd is able to parlay it. Canelo knows the power. It would and it would actually be even. It would be equally great for Earl because Matt, you know, Floyd beat Pacquiao and Canelo. Right? But if Earl beat Canelo and Pacquiao, it's gonna have even more value because nobody can say Canelo was green. You can't have that he was so young. And if you say, oh well, Pacquiao is old, oh no, he isn't. He beat Keith Thurman. Correct. He was active. And he fought a, a active fighter or a guy coming back. You know, no, no, nobody out here saying, "Oh, this uh, Earl, it's Pacquiao's over the hill. He's off the cliff." Nobody's saying that. No one's saying that at all. No, you no can't say that. that. You can't say that. So Canelo doesn't want to give Earl that opportunity because if he loses, and Earl beats Pacquiao in Canelo, that's a problem. So. Um, Either way it goes, uh, I just think that, you know, to wrap this up with, with, with on Bud, man, um, he's it's sad. 34, years, 34 years old. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. And um, I just, it, the, the sad part is, look, you can do whatever you want to with your career. I respect all fighters who get in the ring and they risk their lives and put in the work, blood, sweat, and tears, all of that. But on the, on the, on the, on the, like, sporting side when you're dealing with fans and people who support the industry which is the reason why you make the millions and millions of dollars quit selling us a false bill of goods man like stop it stop lying especially to your own people stop doing it because all the bud people are lying and i'm calling them to their face they're all liars because there are absolutely no excuses there are no excuses you there's no excuse for you not to have fought a Sean Porter. Sean Porter trying to make a fight with you. Forget, let's forget Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman can be slick, elusive. I want 10 million. You can, you can come on. And I still think you make an easy fight. I'll make a fight easy with Keith Thurman. He's thirsty. But how can you not make the fight with Sean Porter? But you'll hold on, but you'll give Amir Khan. Seven, eight million for that seven, fight. Seven, eight million dollars. But you were giving me a concept of $8 million. Bruh. Don't he? How do you not recognize that a fight with Keith Thurman or Sean Porter will sell tickets? How? How do you? If you not keep Amir Khan? Not only sell tickets, it'll give credibility. And that's how the game is done. If you were trying to chase the line, the person at the top, you do what everybody's done. You fight the competition they fought and you beat them worse than they beat them. Oh, we did that to Kill Brook. Nah, competition. Kill Brook wasn't competition. Fight Sean Porter. Nobody thinks Sean Porter is diminished goods. No, absolutely so not. Fight Sean Porter. I didn't even, I didn't even give him credit for fighting Danny Garcia, even though I think Danny Car Danny's hard isn't all the way in it. Right now, 
but I give him a little more credit. That'd be more. Do you think that's a you think that's a fight that Danny would get up for though? Because it is it is. Uh, I think Danny Danny to me is he'll stay in the game as long as he can protect himself and make really good paydays. Danny has the look of me of for the right price. You can get my name on there, but it's got to be the right price. And it's got to be a situation to where I know I'm going to walk out. Okay. And so if he got the right money, yeah, but then getting in, why fight a Danny Garcia when you can fight a Sean Porter? Yeah. Everybody would view Sean Porter as a liver dog. You get way more credit. So if you're a bud and you're like, man, I just want to show people I'm the best. I just, I want my credit. I want, I want to get my, my do. I want my respect. Fight Sean Porter. Man, and can you imagine a fight with Sean Porter where he's actually able to breeze through that fight? Yeah, if he breaks Sean Porter down Woo. and destroys him, or Woo. even if it's even if he goes through a war with Sean Porter and comes out on top, he's gonna get his respect. And so hell of a lot of respect. We have to ask ourselves, why doesn't he do? Stop lying to the boxing community, y'all. Come on, bud. Stop Come on, Stop bud, tenders, cut that shit out. Bowman, Stop it. Stop lying. His whole little team out there. Stop lying. There are no excuses. Yeah, we hear what Bob is doing, and we don't even address that, which is a problem. That's a red flag anyway. But Bob, he's your promoter. He's supposed to work for you. Or is that's the thing out of everything you said? That's the thing I want to add to this with the bud tenders and nipping in the bud. Uh, Anytime, and Errol Spence said this, and that's when I, and that's what I, I was glad Errol said it. Errol said, anytime somebody, a fighter or media mentions Bud's name, he attacks them. He attacks them, but let Bob say something about him. He'll just go, oh, that's just Bob being Bob. So it's okay yeah. for that white man to say and talk all types of shit about you. But when we give you constructive criticism or we, we say we're over the bullshit, then you attack us and say that we're part of the problem and not part of the solution. When you are the problem and the solution in the whole scenario, all you got to do is tell that old man that I want to fight. Well, I ain't fighting no more. Or just say, hey, let me get about this contract. I have somebody else sit down with you and, get yeah. up and help me out with it. But you attack the media instead of listening to the constructive criticism and let us uh, open your ears or open your eyes and get it on your mind. Mm-hmm. That, hey, there's something going on that ain't right with your situation, dog. You know what? Bob is letting us know something. The older he gets, the more he's putting out there, dropping little nuggets and, and breadcrumbs. Yeah, that too. He don't work for them. They work for him. That's a fact. Tia Fimo, Vasil Lomachenko, Bud Crawford, they're all top-ranked employees. Example. Well, what about Devin Haney? Tao said he wants Devin. I don't care what he wants. He literally said this. He said, Bob I don't care said what that. he wants. Yeah, Bob, Bob said, said that. that. Bob said, I don't care what he wants. Just, just think about that. You're, the, you're somebody's promoter, and the whole theory is, well, you execute the fights they want to do. If they really want to fight, you're supposed to make it happen. But he says, I don't care what he wants. Damn. Like, that's... That says that's a lot. Shit. That says, that says a lot. lot. So you hear this in your TFEMO, 
from Bud Crawford, and you know this, and you go and you resign anyway. So what does that tell us? It tells us they like the comfort and the protection of being a top-ranked employee. Let's look at the other way around. The other top fighters who were with top rank that left, let's use Floyd Mayweather. In order for him to get the big fights, to secure his legacy, to build his brand, he had to leave top rank. He bought himself out of his contract. So if Floyd can do it, why wouldn't they do it? So Floyd did it because he wasn't looking for the protection. He wanted, he was chasing the money, so he had to take some risk. What it looks like what these guys are doing is playing it safe. And they have the corporate protection of one Bob Aram in top rank and his TV partner because you got the TV media and mainstream, which is they got, he's got a mainstream media party in ESPN. They will all collude to perpetrate the fraud, to act like some shit is happening that just isn't real. Oh, there's Bud Crawford's the most avoided fighter. Lie. Oh, Bud wants to fight everybody. They don't want to fight him. Lie. Ain't nobody. Oh, well, no, no, Bob, they're across nobody, the street. No boxer ducking you, dog. Yeah. Oh, they're across the street. We, we can't make that fight. Oh, but they tuned into Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 3. You, you just contradicted yourself. But you got ESPN doing this. So they look at it, they say, it's like that Trump shit. It's like, that's why everybody with Trump get in trouble. They see Trump on that bullshit. They think they can do the same thing, right? Trump get away with everything. Look at Rudy. Rudy thought he could say whatever he did. New York just taxed his ass. Right. And he got, they, 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 they about to disbar his ass. He got suspended. So what they do is they see what Bob doing. Like, damn, Bob got ESPN over here capping. He got Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith on first take capping. He got, he, he got Joe Tessitore in. Andre Water, Timothy Bradley doing some capping. Acting you got a all fool. these people capping. You got people in, in mainstream, the athletic and all these other, you know, boxing ring and all these people capping. Hell yeah, if I got all that layer of protection, if I got all of that BSPR machine, you know, if I if I have stopped the steal, right? Then I, yeah, I must be, I must be protected. <laughs> I'm protected. I'm good. Shit. Shit. See, the problem is, is that the real ones know and they see, and we see by the moves you make. And much like what's happening in other people who do all that cap in the house of cards, will fall. And so they're slowly but surely falling for Bud, no matter how much he gets angry, his people yap and talk about Spence, uh, Al, Al, him and the black man, and oh, Errol Spence, he don't want to fight, and blah, 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 blah. Errol's fighting Manny Pacquiao. The fight that you wanted for the last five and years. you're not. Lord, how is Manny Pacquiao is fighting Errol Spence, and you're not. Something to be said about that. Something to be said about that. That is very clear. <laughs> that is like the most clear shit in the world, man. The shit is so clear. I'm taking these glasses off. Man. For the rest of the podcast. Man, it, it, and it doesn't make sense. 
Well, it makes sense, but no, it makes sense. It makes sense, but it's just like they don't make sense. Like, how are no, you? They make sense too. Here's the sense they make. We can lie to people. They don't know any better. They're gonna believe it. You can lie to and your can, fans, right? And we can still make some money and sell this false bill of goods without taking risk. Again, it's business, right? In business, if you can make a profit and reduce your risk, that's what most businesses do. So boxing in, in a lot of its parts is not even a sport anymore. It's purely a risk management business. And you have certain elements and factions within boxing that are focused more so on risk management and the, the risk management business part of boxing than they are the actual sport and competition. These are just the facts. Yeah, he's in a he's in a bad situation, man. Um, the no, people- he's not. He's not. No, I'm not gonna say it anymore. He's not in a bad situation. He's in a great situation for, for himself. What he yeah. Wants. yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him anymore. No, I, I because, ain't saying I feel bad. Yeah, I'm not saying I what, feel bad. This is what he wants. He wants to not fight, not fight Pacquiao. He wants to not fight Spence. He wants to not fight elite competition. This is what he wants. Because if he wanted something different, he would do something about it. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah, they say that's a part, that, that's a part of greatness, right? To get, to get something different, you got to... Uh... To get something better, you might have to do something different to get different results or whatever it is. But it, it, it's like anything in life, man. You can sit back and you can whine about something or you can do something about it. And so what I'm noticing is, is that him and his people, they ain't doing nothing about it. Not a goddamn. And so to me, if you don't do nothing about it, that means you okay with the circumstances and conditions. Because it's easy so, to see that it's wrong. Yeah. All so, the business is fucked know, up. I'm not... I'm not, well, it's all fucked up. Not just yeah. the business, but also as a boxer, it's fucked up. We know yeah. you don't want to go against Top Cup. We know you don't. I don't have to guess. At first, I was like, you know, I didn't know. Let me give but a chance. I don't know. Yeah. See, now I know. Now I know. I know for a fact now. Yeah, because I was sitting there like, no, nah, give him some time, man. Like, he just needs to get that shit sorted out. And then you see Errol going, no, I think it was Danny Garcia, Sean Porter. And then it, it was that round robin that they had going on. And then Errol came in. Um, and then it was Keith Thurman before that. And then Errol jumped in the mix of that and said, all right, I'm about to shut all this shit down. I'm about to whoop everybody. Fuck Keith Thurman. Because mm-hmm. I ain't yeah. fucking with him. But I'm about to whoop the rest of y'all ass and let people know that I am the most dominant and most uh, prestigious person at 147. And anybody else that don't have, that don't believe it, then fight me. Step in the ring and show me. Now I'm gonna show you how blasphemous. As we wrap this, up, I'm gonna show you how blasphemous the industry is. Blasphemous. After Earl Spence stops Manny Pacquiao on August 21st, common sense. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Say that again, though. Say After again. Earl Spence stops Manny Pacquiao on August 21st. Say it one more time. <laughs> After Earl Spence stops Manny Pacquiao on August 21st, you would think that that would make Earl pound for pound. Top. We know he's in the top three. So we look at 
Bud, who he's fought. That, let, let me even narrow down. I don't even go pound for pound. Because I don't even, I, that means I don't want to do it. In a way, I'm giving, giving more and more respect to him. I don't want to deal with the Canelo thing. Let's keep it strictly to 147 pounds. Of, we're going to have a debate on who's the best at 147. So, to me, there's no debate already right now who's the best at 147. Errol's fault, tougher competition. Uh, Terrence Bud Crawford hasn't. Facts. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to judge you by your competition. So, if, if he stops Pacquiao, when he does, on the 21st, watch what ESPN does. This, this is what I want everybody who's watching this or to listening. just watch or listening to watch, to listen and observe the fucker. Because you're going to have a guy who would have beat an eight division icon who beat Keith Thurman. You know, it, you can't on one hand, oh, Manny Pacquiao is one of the greatest. Oh, he just beat Keith Thurman. And then when Errol stops him, oh, he's old. Oh, no, that wasn't a good fight. Can't have it both ways. Everybody's already told you what they thought about Manny Pacquiao. What did they say? You can never count Manny Pacquiao out. That's everybody's favorite quote. Yes. So guess what? We're not going to count him out until the ref does on August 21st Ooh. after 10. That's when it's going to get counted out. And then let's see what they do. Now, we know what's going to happen. Well, it's disputable. He, he, he beat Pacquiao. He, he stopped him. You know, Pacquiao, hit, hit, he, maybe he hit the cliff that far. You never know when the age catches up. Uh, but, you know, he hasn't fought Bud Crawford yet. So, guarantee you that's going to be the talk track. They already got it working. They Arrow was too young. Arrow was too young. Arrow was too yeah. young. Arrow was too Arrow was, old. Yeah, Arrow was in his prime. Not too young. Arrow was in his yeah. prime. Yeah. Uh, uh, Manny had been off for two years. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of shit. But... So, which, which one would you rather do? Hold on. Which one would you rather do? Beat Keith Thurman. Pandemic be off for two years. Or would you rather flip a Ferrari over, have all your teeth knocked out your mouth, and come back and fight Danny Garcia, and then your next fight is Manny Pacquiao? Which one is the which one is the more is the tougher road? Man, either one is a tough road, but I was taking that Arrow Spence road is tough. It, it, it's tougher, and so now let's look at Bud's path. Hillbrook. Aegis Kai Velasquez. Aegis Kai Velasquez. Ain't he fighting this weekend or something like that? Nah, he, he, he's fighting Virgil next. Oh. Me Machine uh. and Virgil are going to fight next. So just, you know, th these are just the facts. Um, and, and people need to get out their feelings. And, and and just call a spade a spade, and you know. I think at one point we said something about the rankings at one forty seven. We say we could act, actually argue a top five without even mentioning his name. You could go Errol Spence, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia, Jerron Ennis. Yeah, at this point, I'm gonna say, and here's where I'm gonna give credit to boots because it's who you fight, but it's also who you have the opportunity to fight. Boots is willing to fight any and everybody. They're turning him down. Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to give him credit on my list. So to me, my top five are Earl Spence, Sean Porter, then Boots. Okay. 
Okay. Th- then Keith Thurman and then Danny Garcia. Okay. But because, like, all I'm saying is I, yeah. I could name I could name five without throwing them in there. And then yeah. I would throw Ugas in there just because Ugas yeah. fought. And, and and I would throw Ugas in there because again, Ugas fought Porter. Who's fought the better competition? And Jerron Ennis has fought better competition at 147 than Bud Crawford. He's called out. He's called out Bud. He's called out Earl. He's willing to fight anybody. They're all telling him no. Now, Earl is different because Earl's chasing Pacquiao. We, we can't argue that. No, you well, can't. What, we do? what about Sean Porter? Okay, Sean Porter. I'm not fighting him. Now, Sean Porter, I can't get it. He's like, I was just in there mixing it up. I had a close fight with Earl. I'm right at that level. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go forward. Kind of get that. Keith you lost to Pacquiao. You fell off. No excuses. Ooh, guys. You're trying to get the fight with Spence, but you can't. I get it, you're trying to hold your position, but you could fight Boots. Danny Garcia, you lost to Spence. Mm, you could fight Boots. You know, you can't have that position where you lost to Porter. You lost to Thurman. Now you've lost to Spence. There's nowhere else for you to go on 47. You got to fight Boots, but he's not going to fight Boots. No. So that's why I put Boots above them. <clears throat> and I'm only giving Sean Porter really the only exception. Because he did have a tough fight with Earl. And he is, he has tried to make the fight with Crawford. So I give him credit for that. So, um, and he's had a couple fights since then, and he's won his fights. So I'm going to give him the credit, put him in there number two. You know, now I test, I test, plus what you've proven, I would say it would be Earl, but Porter boots or boots Porter, however you want to interchange those, that's how I would put it in terms of what my eyes tell me. And boots could be all the way up there, but I need to see him beat somebody at the Garcia Thurman Porter level before I'm ready to put him up there with Bud and, and Earl yet. In terms of the eye test. Now, he's more willing than Bud, but we'll see. So, you know. Well, i say this, man. The kid passes. <laughs> he definitely ain't, passed the eye test. He ain't no test. He's not going to pass. Whoever whoever yeah. end up in there with him, you're going to have a hard night. You're yeah, going to have a hard one night. Guy, I only think it's one guy who could actually go to distance with him and make it a competitive fight, and that's Earl. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the only guy at 147 who can that's give him it. any competition. That's, That's it, because he, he's, he's physically strong enough and his technique is sound and he's not headhunting. Boots is very elusive. It can move, but Earl goes to the body. Boots so, will go to the body too, though. Boots will go to the body too and Earl takes a good shot. Earl gives one. He's fundamentally sound and he's just a strong guy at that at that weight division. So And Earl, um, man, yeah. the, the other thing about Earl is he practices – from what I understand, they practice to be perfect. Like he doesn't, Derek James doesn't like for Errol to make mistakes. And when they mm-hmm. do while he's while he's training, he makes them go back and do it all over again. Yeah. And I seen him explain it yesterday uh, on YouTube. He said, the thing about it is, if I see the mistake, imagine the corner across the way sees what I saw. Exactly. So now that they saw it, 
if Earl decides, you know, that's a hiccup, and he said, well, they didn't catch it, I'll do it again the next round, or they won't catch it the next round. And if they're watching like I'm watching, they'll they'll know when to step yeah. it up and push him into that same mistake again. So I, I like the fact that he says he, he strives to make Earl as streamlined and as correct as possible. But here's the other thing I need people to know about Earl Spence. Don't let that Southern draw and that, and that real cool, calm demeanor fool y'all, man. Earl is a nasty motherfucker, man. He is yeah. nasty. And I'm, a, I'm going to confirm or reaffirm what he said. He said, Manny Pacquiao, he said, Manny Pacquiao got job food. He don't have me food. He said, that man got over 70 fights and a lot of knockouts. He ain't that goddamn nice in the ring. No, he's exactly. So that's a confirmation and, re, and some affirmation about what about what's going on and what's taking place. Earl, yeah, I mean, is Earl not, has Earl bad is intentions. A, yes, he's a dog. He's got bad intentions because guess what? Manny Pacquiao has bad intentions. Oh yes, sir. Oh yes, sir. But the thing about this fight uh, <laughs> coming up is Earl is doing strength and conditioning training, and I'm quite sure uh, Blu-ray is going to do a video tonight. I'm quite sure he's going to do a video and say, yo, I just got out the gym with this motherfucker, man. Let me tell y'all something. All right. So strength and condition is going to be epic in this fight. And you all are going to see a guy in Earl Spence who's probably going to walk Manny down or just pressure him, put a lot of pressure on him. And when Manny does hit him, he's going to probably eat the shot. Yep. And, and keep coming forward or he's going to be pissed off and he's going to go right into Manny. He's going to back Manny down. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's going to go all 12 rounds. That's just me and the I, shit that I, don't I know. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And I think he's building up. That's why he's strengthening his core, strength and conditioning. He's building up his punch resistance and his conditioning to, I know, I, I see it. I think he's going to take a couple to see what Manny's got and then let Manny do what he always does. Manny gets overconfident when he thinks he got something. Because the way he has to deliver his punches, he's got to jump in and out. I think Earl's going to catch that timing. Oh, okay, this is what you're doing. Bop, 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 bop. Bing, bing, bing. Okay, oh, you hit me. You got me with that one. That's a good one. Bop, 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 bop. Oh, you're going to do it again? Oh, I'm going to step to the side and bam, here comes the hammer. Yeah, I and think it's... Think... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go I ahead. said, if you think Marquez slept him, Oof. if Earl connects with him, it, it, it could be very, it, it could, you know. Yeah, I think it could uh, other things. I, I think they're going to have uh, four levels to this fight. And mm -hmm. throughout the four levels of the fight, they're going to have things that they're going to switch up uh, through every round or halfway through every round. And if Manny negates that, then they'll move on to another process. But yeah, I think Manny, listen, from what I understand, Manny doesn't know that he's going to be following the directive the whole time. So, that jab, man. That jab is going to be a motherfucker. And we already know what, what Manny's thinking two things. I got to keep moving to keep him off my body. I'm going to do movement. Manny's conditioning himself to move in and out, use speed, and conditioning himself to go the whole 12 rounds. Oh, yeah. That approach. You're going to need it. That, that is the only way to me because he can't stand and trade. That's the only way. He's got to get in, deliver his combinations, He's not even going to have the angles he's used to having. He can create different angles, but 
he ain't gonna get those angles on Earl. Earl is is too fundamentally sound. And I know Derrick James is gonna cover up whatever holes may be there off the angles for Southpaw versus Southpaw. The thing is, Manny's gonna try to use his foot speed. It's gonna be his footwork, darting in, darting out, coming into the side, using lateral movement, coming in, coming out, trying to confuse Earl. The problem with this is Earl does not sit back and wait on you to come to him. He comes to you. Yeah. So I don't care how much hopping you do around. He's going to slowly come to you and he's going to walk you down. He's going to cut the ring off and he's going to look to deliver punishment. And that jab is going to be busting your ass up the whole and time. And the whole time he's doing this while he's moving and cutting the ring off, the jab is there. Now, it's not the same jab. It's not always the same timing. Don't have the same force. It's not the same speed. It's not the same combination. He mixes it up. He throws feints. He throws you off so you don't necessarily know when that jab is coming. If you don't understand the effectiveness of that jab, and his thing, Danny Garcia is a very different fighter, but he's a counterpunch. Listen to what Danny Garcia said about his jab. I Damn, I didn't think his jab was going to be that good. Because in order to counter it, or even to use your speed to get past it, you have to be able to predict when that jab is coming and where it's going. And be fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the thing. Danny has a better opportunity. And this is boxing. Danny has a better opportunity than Manny. Most people think, well, Manny does because he's faster. The difference is Manny has a smaller guy with shorter arms, and he has more distance to cover. Danny was right there in front of Errol. So he thought, what he thought when he saw with Sean Porter is, oh, Errol's right there to be hit. I could just encounter or shoot the hook. And he could never pull the trigger. And that was one, there was a couple reasons, but the biggest reason why he couldn't pull it because that jab was in his face all night long. Even when he, he tried to, even when, even when Danny tried to hook off of uh, Arrow's jab, Arrow was already gone. Like he was already he was out already of the gone. way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, I think that Errol is slow. Errol moves yeah. at the tempo that he he adjusts to you as he goes along. Exactly. Everything he's doing, man. Listen, Errol is a smart fighter. I don't care what nobody say. Errol is a smart fighter. Smart and, fighter. And Manny has no man. Look, that boy is downloading information as the fight yeah. goes on. Exactly. And and the thing that's dangerous about this fight is. You see, Danny was right there in the pocket, right? With longer arms than Pacquiao and being taller than Pacquiao. Pacquiao is shorter with shorter arms. Granted, he's got speed, but he's got more distance to cover. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the other thing. Arrow's jab has got even more of an advantage in this fight because he's going against a fellow southpaw. Yeah. So it's really jab for jab. Who's the better jabber, Manny or Errol? <laughs> so the difference is, is that you fighting in the mirror. <clears throat> so it's going to be a war of jabs. See, Manny will not be able to jab his way in. No, Manny ain't no jabber, though. Manny's not a jabber. Everything with Manny <clears throat> is feet and jumping in. Yeah. And what happens when you jump in? And you don't jab your way in. What can happen? Errol is going to meet you. He's going to step back and counter. And he's going to counter you. He's going to take exactly. a half step back. And it makes it, it what makes this, puts this on, 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 on fucking steroids is that not only does Manny jump in, 
but he jumps in and he doesn't jab. And he's the type of rhythm fighter where he's always bouncing. He doesn't slowly or methodically or rhythmically move in. It's a rhythm. You can see he's hopping around and then he has to jump in. And Earl's going to time that. I agree with you. He's going to either, he's going to take that step back. And it's most likely going to be a step back. Yeah, it's going to be a half step. Left to right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a half step. step. It's going to be a half step. Half step and boom. And once that happens, I predict that's going to happen in the first two, three rounds. Once that happens, Manny's got two choices. He could either fight to be safe and do what Mikey Garcia did. Or or he can keep trying and hope that he can do it again and get his shot in and he won't get hurt. No, I think uh, it's going to... (laughs) It's going to be nasty, bro. I think uh, it's gonna be somewhere near the ropes, and he's just gonna he's gonna flood Manny out. I just yeah, think he's I, I don't flood think Manny. Manny's gonna try to keep the fight in the middle of the ring, and he thinks he's gonna be able to use his angles and hop from side to side. The problem is, Errol's never just standing there. Errol's coming forward. Errol Errol has educated feet. Yeah, he has educated feet. He's cutting the ring off. He's downloading information, and then even when you step in, you think, oh, he's just gonna shell up. He may shell up one time just to see what you got, just see what you want. No, no, Manny's like, oh, I'm going to see the guard here, and I'm going to shoot something hard to the body. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. What Errol's doing is he may take one of those. Okay, you shimmy up top a little bit, then you try to give me, give me something hard down low. All right, little man, do that again. Jump in, shimmy. I'm going to go down the body. Oh, shit, I got hit. I got countered. Right in between. It's going to be a lot and of that. People, people keep talking about speed. And this is what people don't understand about boxing. Timing beats speed every time, every 100% time. of the time. You can be as fast as you want to. If somebody has your number, it doesn't matter. Look, at, I, I make it, people understand, I make it, it's like pitching. You got a pitcher who can throw 100 miles an hour. But if it's straight and that hitter has time, that speed to that pitch, and he connects, he generally does a lot of damage. Oh, and that's yeah. how I view this fight. Yeah. That's how I was going. Yeah, Matt Manny's a 100-mile-per-hour pitcher, but Earl Spence is a hitter who has that 100-mile-per-hour fastball time. Earl is going to box and bang. Uh, and when I <clears> – <throat> excuse me. When I say bang, he's basically just going to jab, man. And when Manny gets tired of seeing that shit, he's going to try to dart in. Yep, and this is you're just gonna get caught, bro. Uh, his arms are really short, and he's really going to struggle. And here's the other part that people don't give Earl credit for: Earl Earl is phenomenal at gauging distance. And again, Manny is good. People think he's good at gauging distance. No, he's good at getting in and getting out. It's a difference. But if you're going to get somebody who's really good at distance and has timing, then, and you got the shorter arms, you the smaller guy, man, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be something to see, man, because once he established that jab, you already know what, it's all downhill from there. It's all downhill. It's yeah. all downhill. I'm t- and I'm only saying that again because he got Blu-ray back. Doing strength and conditioning, 
Errol mm-hmm. is Earl sounds he sounds agitated and irritated and annoyed with all this 147 division bullshit. He, he is it sounds like he's ready to move forward. This is the perfect fight for him to move forward. He, I saw the clip where he said if he can't get the next fight after this, he's going up to 154. So that and, let me and, that and, let me know that he dedicated to how he feels and he ain't playing around no more. And, and now Bob is trying to use that as an excuse. You know he doesn't want to fight Crawford. He's going up after this fight. No, he's going up after this fight if you refuse to fight him. See, you're not Bob. See, that's Bob is a, is a, is a bullshit artist. Yeah. And his fighters are bullshit artists too. So no, no, he's saying. I'm saying okay, that I, I done fought for three fucking belts or tried to. And one of these fucking belts is over there with y'all and y'all don't want to fight. So if I can't, if I don't beat, if I beat this legend and I wipe him out and I can't get that fight with Bud, there is no purpose of sitting around waiting on any of you guys. Yeah, and he'll definitely get the fight with Bud because Bud is the big, again, Earl again, money. That's another big pay-per-view fight. So people say, well, after Manny, won't he go to Ugas? No. No, he's not going to go to Ugas or whoever Ugas uh, 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 if, if who guys loses whoever beats him no he's not gonna do that he's coming straight for Crawford after Manny he wants to show you I'm the man at 147 look at his string of fights you know Mikey Garcia Sean Porter um who, who did he beat last Danny Garcia uh, Danny Garcia now he's going to Manny Pacquiao so imagine that imagine that th- th- those fights in a row See, That's called I want all the smoke. Now, now think about Canelo. Now we'll bring Canelo in. Oh, he, he could take a fight off. You know, he had a tough fight. He, who cares if he fights Abney? You know, where is Errol Spence's Abney Yildirim, Callum Smith? Where, where, or, I mean, really, I think all of them was whatever, but where are they in, on, in his last four or five fights? You don't see him. Errol Spence did not take a warm-up fight. After the accident, he said, I don't want a warm-up fight. Right. Get me now, they'll say, oh, but what about Carlos Ocampo? Well, Carlos Ocampo actually was a mandatory for the idea. Earl only had the IBF belt at the time, and he had to do the mandatory. And the IBF is strict about their mandatories. Now, was Abney Yildirim really a mandatory for Canelo? No, he was not. No, he wasn't. So... At the end of the, and he's a franchise belt holder. Franchise belt, belt people, designated people, don't have to fight mandatories. So it's all nonsense. It's bullshit, and I'm calling it what it is. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, I think he is. After this fight, he's going to be number one on my pound for pound if he beats Manny. Man, bro. So because Manny's a fucking icon, you can't take anything. Anything. Manny's fought everybody. And, and here's another reason why. He beat, and, I, and again, I'm not the biggest Keith Thurman fan, but Keith Thurman's a top five welterweight. Yes. And he just beat, he beat Keith Thurman, and he did it and took his belt. And so now if Earl beats and stops Manny, and he's fought Sean Porter, and he's fought all the other top guys, you know, guys who even ranked above Keith Thurman, then, you know, and Crawford don't want to fight him, then, you know, it is what it is. And it wasn't like he just mowed Keith Thurman down. Like Keith came back and he started winning some yeah. of those middle I, I rounds. I mean, that, that was a tough fight for Pacquiao. He, yeah. he hurt Pacquiao with some shots. Oh, yeah. The second half of that fight. Oh, yeah. So we see how this is going to go. Manny is going to have to start fast. He's going to try to maybe hopefully see if he can hurt Earl Spence with something big. I see he's really working on his power. 
and he's trying to see if he can overwhelm him and get a stoppage and hit him in the right spot, blah, blah, blah. We see what it, what it is. Oh, yeah. Problem is, Errol's just going to be there and he's going to keep coming and he's going to mow him down. And so it, it is what it is. So for Bud, and here's the other thing Earl can go to, uh, he has multiple options because he is the draw where he can have big money fights. What I don't understand about Crawford is he ain't getting Pacquiao after this. That's gone. So where's his other big money fight? Him versus Josh Taylor is a fight I'd watch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for it on pay-per-view. And it's not a big money fight, but I'd watch it. Unless they do it in like Glasgow or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but I, I would watch it. So I wouldn't me, pay for it, no. I wouldn't pay for it. And they wouldn't do it in Glasgow because, you know, uh, Bud is the champion. He ain't going to be the champion that had a challenger and go to the challenger's backyard. But no, no, and Bob Aaron, he would do it. I don't know. Yeah, well, Bob Aaron would do it to do the setup so he can get the belt to Josh Taylor and, and screw Bud over because he's been screwing Bud over the whole time anyway. But Bud is okay with being screwed over. So it's, it's, uh, it's sad, man. It's sad for the, for, the, for the game. It ain't sad for Bud because that's what Bud want to do. But it's sad for the game. So I'm just going to stop paying attention to him and what he does until he actually steps into the, the competitive portion of the division and in the sport, then I'll start paying attention. And the responsible so, business part of it too. Yeah, I mean, look, that's he can handle his business however he wants. So I didn't want to pay attention to the business. I already know the business ends up. When he starts to fight better competition, then that means he's making better business decisions. Yeah, that's so, a responsible part yeah, of this shit. Yeah. Right? So we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's it's sad for the for the boxing game because I think he has uh, an immense talent and a unique skill set. He just refuses to put it to the test at the top level. And that's, um, that's unfortunate. You know, it's almost like Ben Simmons with the 76ers, all that talent, but you afraid to miss a shot and you don't shoot in the fourth quarter. So to me, Bud is Ben Simmons. Yeah, you in your own head, bro. Yeah, he in his own head, man. And that's unfortunate. Supremely, because uh, like you said, the brother does have a lot of talent. We all oh, know yeah. we all know that a fight against Errol Spence would be a yeah. a grandiose a, a, a fight of epic so ma- that's magnitude. That's a hundred million dollar fight, if not more. Bud, if not Bud's more, biggest payday comes with Earl. Earl can get bigger paydays with other people. Yeah. Well, uh, this we we know the back end on this is going to be crazy too. It's going to be huge, and so you know, um, it's it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate for the for the sport. You know, it is what it is, man. That's uh, that's top tank. Uh, that's what Bud want to do. And so, you know, now it's just about the new, new and upcoming talent in a division with the old heads and still trying to get a belt real quick. Um, but they're gonna have to see, you know, Ennis. They're gonna have to see Boots, and eventually they're gonna have to see uh, Virgil. Away from away place. from that, uh, when Jojo Diaz and, and Fortuna locks in, who, who who would you like to win that fight? <clears throat> I don't have a dog in that race. Okay. I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't have a horse in that race. Um, I'm only saying that because they're going to end up being the next guy for Devin Haney. Who, who do I think is going to win? Fortuna. Okay. Um, I believe Fortuna is the naturally bigger guy. No. He's not JoJo's bigger? JoJo's bigger. Is JoJo coming down or did he come up to the weight? weight Came bigger? up. 
He came he up. He came up, but yeah. he's still the bigger guy. Yeah. Okay. So Jojo, Jojo's not a small guy. I don't know how I don't even know how he was making 130. Yeah, I know he's a 130 coming from the small way division. So he may fill out and you know have more power. We, we, you know, it'll be an interesting fight to see. Fortuna's a tricky guy. They're both southpaw, so that makes for an interesting fight too. Um, it'll be interesting, man. Um It'll be two young thugs. It'll be two young thugs going at it. Whichever one it is, whichever one comes out of there, Devin Haney gives either one of them a boxing lesson. Yeah. So I'm, you know, it's really kind of irrelevant to me. Whichever I need to go one, back and watch uh, JoJo's fight against Rakamov um, so I can see how he did that. Like, that was the last fight he had a year, year and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. and, and since then, the talk is that he's been ducking Tevin Farmer in a rematch. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I just need to go back, but I I know when you when you go back, just check out JoJo. Watch how he feels out, man. Yeah, Watch I'm pretty sure he'll okay, fill out nicely. I, I got Devin Haney beating him, beating both of them. Um, yeah, he big, he big. I'm just saying he he big, man. You can tell. Yeah, that should be uh should be interesting to uh to watch that fight. I'll definitely watch that fight. Yeah, they're gonna uh, fuck I'm each really other up. I'm really interested to see who Lenaris gets in the ring with next because Ooh. even though he was outclassed by Haney, he still showed that he still can compete Hell at a yeah. top level. He, he didn't look like he was done. It, he just, the guy was, was quicker, faster. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, he was getting outboxed. That's all. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see um, who, who I would like to see who Lenars would come back and get. I mean, you know, uh, you know who, who should fight him should be Ryan Garcia since he talked all that noise about Devin Haney, but we know the punk that he is and living on, you know, social media, you know, he's going to hide behind somebody's skirt. Yeah. He's a cyber uh, star. He, he, yeah. He, he won't fight Linares. He won't. Uh, Linares would destroy Ryan Garcia. And so, I would, and if for me, I would just like it if Linares just bo- outboxed him, not even went for the knockout, just outboxed him to just show yeah, him well, how. We saw, we saw what happened. The reason why I said we, we already know the answer to everything. Yeah, we know, but I would just like to see him just he, out. He's talking about Devin getting clipped by Lenaris, who's a much heavier puncher than Luke Campbell. And yeah. Luke Campbell put Ryan Garcia on his ass. On his ass, had his chin up so, and everything. Imagine yeah, if fucking Jorge Lenaris hits him, bro. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of that's my point. So to me, it's like Ryan Garcia is not even in the conversation. They talk about the four kings. I don't know how Ryan Garcia is not even in the conversation. He's not nah. even mentally. I'm going right to I'm going to agree with Bob Arum and just say there is no four kings. I'm just going to say that he said what those guys did at that time during mm-hmm. their age oh, compared yeah, to different. now. These guys yeah. come these guys compare uh, no way, no how. I, and I agree with Bob when he said that these guys still have a young, a, a long way to go. They have a long way to go. But, you know, for what is worth, all these guys, the ones who, who we consider for all all have talent. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though he's, you know, got his whole set of issues and I don't know where his head is. And I think he's kind of on some weak sauce and he'd be on some whole shit. Ryan Garcia has a lot of talent. Teofimo Lopez, even though he's delusional, he's got a lot of talent. You know, Devin Haney has a lot of talent. Um, you know, Javante Davis has a lot of talent. Vasil Lomachenko, even though he's older, he's still got, he's got talent. And I'm going to throw another guy in that mix who nobody's talking about. Colbert. Who's got a fight coming up. Yeah. Chris Colbert got a fight coming up with him against a very good fighter. Yeah. Um, and Chris, he's not in that group yet. 
But I think in another two fights, if he gets past this fight and he fight does takes another step of fight in that in, in, in that arena, I, in, in that group, he's gonna be right there too. Yeah, he he'll he'll make his way in there. I just think it's a, like you said about the fights that he takes that gets him to that yeah. spot. But this next fight is a good fight. Nobody's seeing him coming right now, but I'm telling you, he's coming. No, and they gave him somebody good too. I forgot the guy's name. Oh, yeah, I forget the guy who's fighting, but he's fighting a really yeah. good fighter. Yeah, matter of fact, timeout, timeout. Let me look him up. Yeah, and the guy he fought fought. I should either fought Lomachenko or fought somebody. Well, give me a second, good people. Give me a second while I look it up. Chris Colbert, 15 fights, six knockouts. They do not have his next fight up there yet, um, but he's his last fight was against Jaime Arboleda, and he Man, stopped he destroyed that Arboleda. I saw that fight. Yeah, we all Arboleda. saw that, and I was well, yeah. I, I was wild by that because I was like – And Arboleda was supposed to be the power puncher, and he destroyed him. Was. I think Colbert has finally grown into his power, and it's a different – he also has a different style. Before he was a stick-and-move – type of guy, you know, I'm a, I'll box you. Now he's starting to sit down on some punches. I, I think he did that to just to let people know, like, yo, I, I, I can do, I can do it. it. I can yeah. do it. I just prefer to box. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm shocked you looked up there. That shit happened. Did you, did you say, did you did you uh, Google Chris Colbert next fight? I'm pretty sure it will come No, up. I just went to BoxRec, because usually on BoxRec, if no. you have a fight coming up, they'll just put it. They'll, yeah, um, they might be late with name. it, but just go Chris Colbert next fight. It'll, it'll it'll come up. Just Google that shit because yeah. box wreck sometimes they, they might be slow to put it up. I want to say there's an Asian fighter or somebody. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, Tugstot Nyambayar. That yeah, no he so he fought Gary Russell Jr. Yeah, That's King Tug. Yeah. And this would be a better fight for both of them because Tug really wants to come forward and, and, and flick pain. And he couldn't do that with Gary Russell. So he couldn't do it. So yeah. it's gonna be a really good fight because King Tug can punch. Um, he offers a lot of resistance. Um, he's he's a he's a good solid fighter. I think this is gonna be a great fight for uh for a little B Hop. Yeah. I think it'll be a great fight. So we'll we'll see what happens. Young um, prime time. That's what they call him. Prime time. Yeah, so um you know, we'll see. But he's in that mix, man. So it's that one thirty-five division is is hot, and I know what Tank is doing. But Tank is one hundred thirty-five pounder, bro. Tank is gonna, is, you know, it's I don't be care. In that mix. I don't care if Tank fights at one thirty or one thirty-five. I know what he's doing. He's trying to wait it out so everybody yeah. can get their name. Yeah, you want to make the to biggest where, fight to, possible to, to, to where it's worthwhile. And what I like that he's doing, I love is he. This is what Tia Female could learn. And it's interesting because the black fighters handled it one way and the non-black fighters handled it the opposite way. Goes to show you who knows how to take care of their business. Yeah. So you got Ryan Garcia, and I, I know people are gonna think, oh, Jamie, you make it about race, but it's, that's just how it, the cookie crumbles on this. You got Ryan Garcia, Tia Female. Oh, Devin Haney, uh, uh, forget Tank. Uh, Devin Haney, uh, Devin Haney, Tank, oh, they ain't nothing. Hey, Devin, hey, Tank, so, Man, you know, eventually we know you ain't been there yet. But he has tanked that. Uh, Sean, as I tell, has tanked. You know, you ain't been there yet. But you know, eventually, who do you see at one thirty-five? Who do you think is the best? Tank was like, man, I don't know. They're all good fighters. We can sit here and talk about it, but they're all good fighters, and those fights just have to happen for us to see who the best is. And so these guys keep taking good fights. 
They win. He said, Dale just had a fight. He won a fight against Linares. That was a really good win against a high-quality veteran former champion opponent. He said, Tails got his fight. He beat Lomachenko. He's got his fight with Cambosas coming up. You know, he couldn't sell tickets, but he got a fight coming up at some point. <laughs> he had to drop that in there. And he said, Ryan Garcia, you know, hey, he got talent. I guess he got to figure out if he's going to fight or not. So they don't do anything to kill the potential of a fight down the road. Number one, they're both interested in actually having the fights. Yes. Where all you hear Ryan Garcia and Tail do is whine and bitch and moan and try to sell people a false bill of goods. Like as if Tank and 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 Dev yeah. can't fight. We know they can fight. The whole question is, is when are you gonna fight them? Right. So, you know, I, those guys, they're young. I'm gonna chalk it up to inexperience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 poor leadership with their team. Um, because you know, let's look at it. Devin Haney got his dad, Bill Haney. And I see where where Devin gets it from. Tank has, you know, Leonard Ellaby and Floyd Mayweather, people who were, you know, steep in the game. He knows how to handle it. Well, who does Ryan Garcia have? You would think Oscar De La Hoya, uh, which Oscar doesn't say bad. See, the thing about Oscar. Oscar don't say anything bad about Tank and Dev. He said, oh, these guys are both great fighters. But you hear what Ryan Garcia, he's over there in YouTube land with his thumb up his ass and he's talking shit that don't make any sense. But he got mental health issues, supposedly. Yeah. And the thing you know? about him is I don't think he gets it. Like, this is the actual fight game. When you say somebody's name, Devin Haney, Tank Davis, those are guys that are kind of more old school. If you say he my thinks name, it's a fucking game, bro. And it's he thinks not. It's a game. If you he say my name, you got to come see me about it. Yeah, and he, he doesn't understand that part. And what he's trying to do is hype himself up so he can manufacture that anger to have this competitive thing. What no. he don't understand is the mother guys walk around like that already. And with Teal, Teal is. He trying to be something that he's not, and, and he's so busy looking that again. People see, see that's the thing about Trump. People see Trump do all the bullshit; they think they can do it. You know, Tio just talking and talking, talking. But dude, when you gonna fight somebody? I hear all the talking. Just like, and I even Tim Bradley said he said Ryan Garcia, shut up, Tio, shut up, fight the guy. So they just they need to shut up and fight. Either, either shut up. And fight or shut up and don't fight. But either way, just shut up. Yeah, motherfuckers are bought up into their own hype too much, you know, and, well, and they're not, yeah, they not doing the work. They're just not doing the work. And, and, with, right, yeah. and right now, we just see the work being done by Dad. And, and we see what T.O. get it from. Yeah. T.O. get it from his dad because his dad be talking crazy outside of that too. But so, you know, that's part of their image too, especially with him doing flips in the ring and trying to get people to pay attention to him and everything. Yeah, the dog and pony show. Bro, yeah. we just want to see you fight. Yeah. Here's what I know. If he don't get his shit together, which I'm worried about Tio with the weight, with the, 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 you know, I'm worried about his, his view of himself and his self-esteem, not being able to sell tickets. I'm worried about him. Is he, is he able to make the weight at 135 anymore? Which I think he's going to struggle with that. He looked big. Um, he's big. He looked big. And so I just don't even think he's going to be applicable anymore which is why I think he's so angry about the fact that Taylor don't want to fuck with him because he want to jump up and skip. He like, he got that bud in him. He want to jump up and skip the line 
in another weight division or what he did in a, in, in a lower weight division. So Bud did the same thing. Well, I was undisputed at 140. Make me the king. Give me everything I want at 147. It don't work that way. No, it don't. But you know what it that don't work is. That way. I, I I can't make the weight at 135. So it you know I'm a, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to press the guy at so 140. He gonna try to press the guy at 140, and the guy at 140 said, "Bro, you ain't nobody at 140. You ain't right. done nothing." Right. You at 140, and you got business not, at 135. Yeah, and you're not even iconic enough of a fighter, or popular enough of a fighter to make it worth my while to even let you skip the line. And that's the thing that these top tank fighters don't get bug clearly didn't get it you're not popular you're not iconic you're a really you have a great skills we see the talent but that doesn't mean you should get the opportunities that you think you should get you got to stand in line like everybody else if you want to skip the line you need to be manny you need to be mayweather you ain't gonna skip the line bro guess who can skip the line pearl b pacquiao Earl gonna be able to skip the line if he want to. If he move up to one fifty four and Jamil clear out, sure, he can skip the line and get a title shot. Oh yes, sir. You know why? He got a following. He fought competition. Yes, he be the icon. So Teo, yeah, you be Lomachenko. Is Lomachenko an icon? No, he's not. He was he's popular. a great boxer. He was he's popular. popular. He was popular in terms of being known. He's not popular in terms, but he's not popular in terms of the money draw. No. He's popular in terms of Lomachenko, Lomachenko, Loma, you know, all of that type of stuff. But he ain't a big draw. He don't bring in big dollars. And if he do bring in big dollars, it's going to be against a Tank Davis or a Devin Haney. That's why they want to, exactly. That's why they want to fight the tanks. And so to me, look, uh, the next two, three years at 135 is going to be interesting. Lomachenko's going to be there to be seen. I think Tank is going to, I think Tank and Lomachenko are going to do business. I see that fight happen. You think so? I think, I think, here's what I think is going to happen. Here's what Floyd's doing. You know, watch, let's see what Lomachenko does against Nakatani. Let's see what he, take a couple fights and get a little older. Then Lomachenko knows, damn, I want that rematch with Teo, which is what Bob Aaron is trying to go ahead and get out the way. But they're trying to make sure, they, they, they want that fight before Deb get that fight. Because Teo got it already, right? I don't think, see, here's, here's what I think is going to happen. I don't think Teo is going to give Loma to rematch. I think Tail's going to duck Loma. I think Tail knows that he'll lose that fight again. All Loma got to do is start early. Well, so, uh, you know what they say when you fight a boxer, don't fight it, don't rematch him because they figure you out the second yeah. time. And for what it's worth, I don't see Tail. Tail's not going to be at 135 after Cambosis now, especially now that he's been pushed back. I think Tail's done at 135, so he's out the conversation. Man, bro, I'm he's telling gonna, you, he big, he, man. He, he's going to move out of 135, trust me. He, he's done. He's moving out of 135. He's moving out of 135. Period, point blank, and he's struggling with the weight, and he doesn't want to deal with that gauntlet either at 135. And then at that point, that's what Bob knows that. That's why Bob is like, well, the belts are going to be vacant, so we got Lomachenko. Then that's when I think Tank is going to slide in there and be like, all right, Lomachenko. You want to fight Devin Haney? Or you think you'll make more money fighting me? And the answer to the question right now is, yeah, he will make more money fighting Tank Davis. So Tank Davis will get that Loma fight first. Okay. Either way, it'll be a good fight. If he fights yeah. Tank or if he fights Devin, I think it'll just be an awesome yeah. fight to see. Uh, yeah, it'll be an awesome fight to see. You know, but Loma's, what, 32 years old? And so... Yeah, somewhere around Loma there. is at the point in his career 
where he's like, I want big money fights too. So he's going, you know, if, if he has a choice between making double the money fight tank as opposed to Dev, you know, but you get great credit and you're fighting a top, a top guy, he's going to fight tank. Any fighter on top rank will probably get a good fight before Terrence Crawford will. Yeah, yeah, I think Terrence don't want a good fight. Hey, that's what I thought. Question to you about this because I saw it on a, a couple other uh, channels. What did you think of uh, Shakur Stevenson apologizing for his performance? I don't think Shakur should have apologized. I get it. He wants to make people happy, but you can't make everybody happy all the time. The Look, purpose ain't to make everybody happy. You got the win. The you got the win. Is to win. The purpose is to win. And he clearly won that fight. There are going to be fights like that. And when you're great, you're going to have some fights like that because the other people are going to be very cautious. Did we grade that fight? We didn't grade that fight. Okay, what do, what do, you, what do you give him? I gave Shakur a B. I did too. I give him a B. And my B, Shakur Stevenson, if you're listening, I gave you the B because you didn't step up and you didn't press the action. That's all. And that's the, that's the only reason why they give him a B. That's he all. Could've, he, could've, he, yeah, he, he just cruised in the fight because he was controlling it. He didn't put the foot on the gas. And he, he knew he didn't. And he, but you know, he, again, he don't want to make excuses, but he was under the weather. He didn't feel good. So I'm going to give Shakur the benefit of the doubt. He's going to show us some stuff. I think Shakur is going to end up at 135 too. Yes, so I absolutely. Think move, I think as tail moves out, I think Shakur is going to be the one who moves in. I think he's going to end up being the one that gets the Loma fight. I think Tank is going to get the Loma fight. I, I get it because they're both top ranked. No, no, no. I ain't saying that. I just, be, I just think because they know they each are. other well enough. Yeah, they know each other they, well enough. They, they know each other. They know each other. True. But on a business both. aspect, I get, I get it. it. It makes more yeah. sense to fight Tank. But they're I just both think. both with top rank. True. But I see the Tank Davis fight happening first. I got you. I got you. I just, I just think you know. I, I feel like he would take that because it would be maybe this is a softer look. I don't know. I think Loma wants. Sorry about that. I think Loma wants Tank over Shakur. I okay. think Loma. There's more glory. There's more money. Tank's got the bigger name. I think, you know, because Tank comes with Mayweather. I, I think he wants, you know, imagine that all access or whatever you want to call it leading up to that fight. Mayweather's in it. Oh, Loma's supposed to be the, one of the top guys. Oh, they were hyping up Loma. Loma's like, oh, yeah, they talk about Mayweather. Tank's got him, but Tank, no, Tank is no Mayweather. You and know, the thing the that they're going to say, they're also going to say, they're, they're going to put up that clip where Loma talks about Tank not being, not fighting technical fighters or not being technical. Yeah, and man, that he, that he don't fight me comp. And you're going to find out for yourself, pimp. You're going to find and, out. And, and, and that's what he said. He said, well, Tank doesn't, you know, just like today, who is Barrios? He's like, Tank doesn't fight competition. Well, you know, not true. Tank fought Pedraza, you fought Pedraza. So, you know, I mean, they got some similar guys. So it's cap. It's all talk. But at the end of the day, that's who Loma wants to fight. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a bigger money fight. Yeah, so Shakur Stevenson, you get a B. Even if you were sick, I, I I hear you, champ. I got you. Mm -hmm. But just being able to give him enough pressure to let him know that, yo, I could hurt you if I feel like it. You know, you yeah. didn't do it. You, you didn't push him. 
you didn't push them back. You did, you know, you boxed and you you would show how crafty yeah. you were and how masterful yeah. you are with your yeah. boxing. All 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 I wanted to see, I ain't, I, I wasn't going, for, I didn't want the knockout. If a knockout mm-hmm. would have came, I would have been fine with that. I was yeah. not expecting a knockout, but I was expecting you to give him a beating in certain spots because yeah. he was trying, he was trying, you could tell the guy was trying to get him with a shot. You could tell the guy was trying mm-hmm. to lend himself to 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 hurt Shakur, to, to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if he would have just pushed the pace in certain spots or just gave, just let off certain combinations, I'd have been fine with that. I didn't need to see him knock him out. So that was yeah. my, my grade was a B. I could easily yeah. say it's a it's an A because it was just a shutout. Like the guy yeah. did nothing. Yeah, him and Dev got the same issue, something I want to see them do. With all that talent and defensive prowess, I think there's another level for them to tap into of being able to set guys up. Um, I think that goes with the angry factor, though. I think it it, it does, but I think it also comes with the quantity in which you do it. I think that I want to see them set more traps. Um, They're just purely technical, gifted skill in which I see them doing hit and not get hit. But I want to see them, and they're young. These guys are young. I'm not criticizing. I'm just talking about what I see. I just see the next level, the next evolution for them is being able to, to, um, to set traps. Uh, and in setting those traps, when you set a trap, you're setting the guy up so you can hit him. And so I think with the type of skill level they have with the speed and the footwork and all of that, I just totally see them being able to do that. I mean, instead of Loma and Shakur, which I agree to, I think that might eventually end up happening. I think the master boxer fight we're going to see eventually is going to be Dev and Shakur. Okay. Okay. It'll be it'll so, be somewhere between a Tank, a Dev, and a Shakur. Yeah, like it, 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 it'll be those. The reason why I say Shakur and Dev is because neither one of them are. I put Tank in the category all to himself. Yeah, because I don't I think, think he, I don't think he'll fight Shakur. I, don't think, I, I fight. think. Because the thing with, 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 with Tank is, I think Tank will eventually fight Shakur. I think it'll eventually happen. I think, why don't you think that they're cool? Or you just think yeah, you don't I think, want that I think that's or? more of a I think more of a family thing right there. He cool with Dev too, though. Who, who is? Tank. Yeah, but not, not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Okay. Nah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I, I think these guys all end up fighting each other. I think yeah. they will because that's just the sport of boxing. When you're high level... Yeah. And when you say, yo, if you my friend or you my brother, you will help me make some money, it'll come yeah. down to that where, you know, you're going you gonna to get in the ring with me and we're going to show who's the best. And also, these guys are competitive. They're going to yeah. want to see who the best is, right? Yeah. And I see that. I definitely see that in Dev, Shakur, and Tank. You know, Ryan Garcia has zero interest in it. He talks it, but I don't believe it. And Teo is a narcissist who is trying to get to the money without putting in without paying the dues in actual fights. He works hard, don't get it twisted, but he's trying to he's trying to get all the glory before actually having the fights yeah. that earn you the glory. So uh, he's going to end up at 140, and if he goes to 140, Josh Taylor will absolutely destroy him. Um, and I think that's where Taylor's going to meet his... They've got to be smart with him, but we're up to 140. He needs the right fights. Do you think he can beat Regis Progray at 140. I think he, I think he, I think that's a good fight. I think um, he should definitely go see somebody like a Progray before Josh Taylor because Josh Taylor and Progray had a 
tough fight. Yes. I think that's a measuring stick. I think that's the same thing that Mikey Garcia is doing. I think program Mikey Garcia is going to end up having a, making a fight. I hope so. I would like to see them yeah. do it. My so only thing is that I think that Mikey might be able to get Progray out of there. If Progray is undisciplined, Mikey will get him. But it's been a while, you know, we give Mikey a lot of credit. Is he still the same Mikey Garcia? Now, I think the, the mental part of knowing what to do is there. I'm just not seeing the same Mikey Garcia I saw pre his his whole fallout with Bob Aaron when he had to leave the game. Before that, he was he was killing people. Um, I just don't know if it's the same Mikey Garcia. It's not that he can't execute. I just don't think I think something's missing, bro. I just don't think he's the same. I he needs to he needs to show me. And if he fights Prograde, we'll see it because Prograde is going to give you opportunities. Yes. Um, yes. And we'll see. But that's a really good fight. And I think Tao, Tao and Mikey Garcia, Tao and Progray, he needs to, he needs to go to those guys first. I don't think at any point ever he could beat Josh Taylor. I think Josh Taylor's too slick. He's a southpaw. He'll set traps. Tao fall for it. Um, Tao can box, but not better than Josh Taylor. Rhetorically, Mikey versus uh, Teofimo, how do you see that? I think Mikey beats Tiafimo just off experience right now because Tail is easy to Tail is very if you saw the second half of the of the um, Loma fight, Tail gets very overzealous. My bad. Tail gets overzealous. He gets frustrated easily. And Mikey's a very patient fighter and he he's very smart. Um, he's skilled. I think he beats Tail right now. I think Tail is needs another. Again, I think a pro-grade fight or even underneath a pro-grade fight, I think, you know, if I know this fight is not going to happen because he moved up, but like a tail could have gotten to a Maurice Hooker or something like that. Like that would be a good step-up fight for him at 140, but I know Hooker's now at 147. I think Hooker you know? would just outbox him. I mean, you, he got, you got the chance to catch him with the one shot because of the power and everything. But Because of the power. And also, yeah. here's my thing. Hooker, before the, being knocked out and, 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 and hurt, I think would have outboxed him and with the length and the jab and all of this and did an outpointed him. But I think now Hooker has um, he got some mileage. He's taking some big shots. Um, he's taking some punishment. And I think again, I'm not saying I'm saying that's a 50-50 fight. I'm not saying Tail definitely does it, but he has an opportunity. Um, but yeah, again, Hooker's not at 140. He's at 147. Um, so we'll, 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 I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens at 140. Yeah, Tail, you know, if you fight guys like Ivan Baranchek and some of these other guys, I see those as being, you know, step yeah, up fights. Say, this is Cepeda, you know, he should be fighting. Instead of Bud talking about fighting Cepeda, Tail should be trying to fight Cepeda and those guys at 140. Interesting. Those are the guys, those are the guys Tail should try to fight first because he needs to build up his resume and he needs to get some experience at 140, you know. Look, he got he he beat Richard Comey. I give him credit. That was one big punch. He knocked him out with. Is Comey is Richard Comey a good fighter? Yeah, but he's not a world beater. And you know, and he fought Loma. He beat Loma. Loma started late. Who looked worse after that fight? Tail looked a lot worse after the fight than Loma did. But Tail won the fight. Um, who else is Tail fault? Nobody. So 
who would you who do you think will win that fight but uh teofimo against zapata i think zapata beat him beats him i do too as of right now i think zapata beats him um mostly because teo has seemed to he while he can box i think he's turned away from his boxing and he's focused more so on his power um he's focused more so on landing that one big shot um not setting up that shot not picking his shots it's all you know and touching guys up and then getting to the to the big shot it's all about i'm assuming this big left hook can catch you i'm gonna throw this big right hand and catch you and you know moving up that weight class those guys are just gonna catch and shoot that or get out the way and they're gonna pop his ass and so i just see i, I don't see him beating uh, those guys. Now, he needs this fight with, with Cambosis, and I think he needs some lightweight work. Now, I'm be about a weight class, but I mean, like somebody at the mid-level at 140 pounds, like an Ivan Baranchek. I think that like would be that. a good, I think that would be a good fight, too, but that's a fight where Baranchek is going to come forward. Like, I, I don't know if he wants that. I think he, no, he does want that because it goes right into his wheelhouse, right? That land that big punch. And what, what, what do we know about Berenchek? Berenchek is there to be hit. And he's yes. got some mileage and he's got some damage. So, yes. again, I like that. That's a good fight for Taylor because he can look good. Then after that, he needs to fight somebody who could actually box a lot better at 140 um, than Berenchek. Uh, I, I'm not really – I don't really follow the 140 division that tightly. But, uh, yeah, to me, he's several fights away from even competing with a Josh Hammond. I still think he can't win that fight. And um, – yeah, I mean, Mikey Garcia gets them, and I think even uh, I think Pro Gray can even would even beat him too right now. So we'll see what happens. Um, he's in an interesting situation. Yeah, because he with Pro Gray, Pro Gray gonna bang. Uh, you're not yeah. just gonna hit him with one shot and get him out of there. You're gonna have to no. You gonna have to you break gotta, him yeah. down. Look, if Pro Gray could take that war with Josh Taylor, Pro Gray can take whatever we can take what T.O. has. Yeah. And, you know, and it's the incoming from Pro Gray that you're going to have to deal with. And you can respect Josh Taylor's power just because of what he did to Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez has a beard on him. Yeah. And he hurt Jose Ramirez twice and yeah. put him on his ass. So Pro Gray fought him and didn't get punished like that. Didn't, you know, go down like that. And you see what he did to Jose Ramirez. So it tells you the type of metal that Progray has. So look, it's it's an interesting situation. I see a huge roadblock in Tails' career because of the weight and because of how he's focused on on handling certain things. And I see uh, people like Tank, people like Dev, people like Shakur being able to navigate a lot better because they're they're boxers first and yeah. um, they know they're disciplined. They they don't they know how to you know it looks even Tank right now he's disciplined. They're managing the weight. And I just think those guys are better boxers. I think they're just better pure boxers than Tail is. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I have no disagreement with that at all. All right, my man. Did you get everything off your chest, bro? Well, yeah, I, I nipped it. I had to, I nipped it in the bud for sure, man. This is <laughs> back to that, man. It's just um, you you were you a 147-pound champion. And the three opponents your promoter talks about are all junior welterweights. They all fight at 140 currently. Well, when you told me that he was uh, Zapata was being considered, I was like, what? He, he fights at 140. Zapata, who lost to Ramirez, Ramirez, who lost to Taylor, and Progre, who lost to Taylor. And you're supposed to be Terrence Bud Crawford. 
number one pound for pound WBO welterweight champion. I won Errol Spence. I had Manny Pacquiao, and those are the three names you give me. No disrespect to any of those three gentlemen no. who put their lives on the line and go in the ring. And 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 uh, at least two of the three have been, you know, former champions. Respect to that. But like Progress said, I don't know why Bob said my name. I'm at 140. So it just shows you the mindset that you're even saying a guy's name who you never even talked to, who's not even looking to even move up in 147, but you're going to put his name out there anyway. Right. You just threw his name in in the running just because. So who? So it must be some big secret then, because who the fuck are you planning on fighting in October? They always say it's a big secret, and it don't end up being shit. Shit. Not a goddamn So I'm not going for it. You know, we're going to get a Mean Machine sausage, or we're going to get a Kell Brook sausage. They're going to find somebody to get off Bruh, the strap even if it's somebody who is disadvantaged. Even if it is Sean Porter, by that point, we'll be like, man, so what? Man, he ain't going to fight Sean Porter. So I'm just I'm saying, even that. if it end up being one of the guys that we wanted, he'd be like, God damn, it took y'all two years to figure it well, out. Well, if it is, I'm still going to give him credit because Sean Porter can still fight. So I still want to see that fight and let's see what happens. But I know it ain't going to be Sean Porter. How well do you think Sean Porter will do at 154? Not well at all. Okay. Okay. Only because Sean Porter don't have power. His style is great. But I think at 154, while he has great conditioning, he has a chin. Uh, can you imagine if male hit him? Could you imagine if Banana hits him? Could you imagine if Erickson Hammer Lubin hits him? I just don't think. I get I you. I get you. But I'm only saying that because if you notice the amateurs, Sean went all the way up to like 170. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. fought at 175. I, I think he fought at heavier point. weights. Yeah. I just think at this point, with where the junior middleweight, the super welterweight division is right now, all those guys can handle Sean physically. And so the type of style he fights isn't going to work with those guys. No, and then you're, you're the shorter guy. Even though being yeah. short does have its advantages, against those guys, yeah. it just won't work because they're just Against leaning. those guys, yeah, it, it's just not going to work. It's and not going to work. And the other thing is, you know, when you talk about Lubin and you talk about Jamel, they can both fight on the inside. You know, now Banana, I don't think he can fight on the inside, but he got that missile. Banana can fight on the inside. I just don't think that no one wants to commit to fighting him on the inside. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen him fight on the inside. Like, a real, you know. You're going to see uh, tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. We're going to see with Lubin. Uh, that's going to be it. That, that fight is going to get inside. That's going to be a, a, a dog fight. Lubin looked like he is in shape for a war. He wore the hat. Yeah. He had on yeah, the yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah, Lubin, both of them look like they're in phenomenal shape, number one. They both had eight packs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> number one. Lubin looks a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's on a mission because, you know, he got thoroughly embarrassed by mail. So I know he's on a mission. Um, but I think it's one of those things where mail is in his head, man. And he just got him in his head. He's in his head. So living there rent free. But I mean, you, you, yeah. you spoke my name. You, they threw you in front of me. They said you was a, a the up and coming talent. You was a, a contender. You were too mm-hmm. young. You weren't ready, and you got mm-hmm. you got clipped in the first round. Like, yeah, it, shit happens, bro. So while he looks good, 
What I will say is, you know, I'm going to question his punch resistance. I, both of them. The, the thing in this fight is we're going to find out who, who has worked on their punch resistance. We saw what happened to Banana when he fought Jamel. And we saw what happened to Lubin when he fought Jamel. Holy fuck. Mel beat both of them. <laughs> so that, that's what Mel said. I love to so interview Mel, which I'm so mad. I didn't even think about that. In the race thing. So Mel beat, yeah, yeah. Mel beat both of them. Wow. No, and he just beat both of them. He knocked both of them out. He had <laughs> Erickson Lubin swimming on the ground. And, and he, he had, had with a Jason Rosario busting a nut. Wow. <laughs> with a jab to the body. And, and, on top of that, he, and, he, and he knocked him out two, he knocked him down tw- two times before that. Mel a dog. And was boxing him too. Was boxing. Was boxing. Was boxing. So, um, yeah, he's beating both of those guys. Hey, Mel, like you a motherfucking dog, bruh. They Bro, said, you a man, dog, what, man. They said, man, what you think about the fight, Mel? He said, man, I ain't got nothing to say. I beat both of them, and, you know, they, they got to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You want, you want some more? Yeah, yeah I got to go. Th- y'all know how this works? Y'all got to go through the rankings. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I just saying that, you know, the young brother, Erickson Lubin, he looks like he he worked out. He got himself ready, and he had on the, um, you know, my guy yeah, hat, Marvin he, Hagler. He, he, he looks like he is living for the 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 the, the you know the, the revenge. Get yeah, the give. The get back. He, I see it. I I hear it in him. I can see it in him. I can see who he's sparring. I see what he's doing. He's putting in the work. I see everything he's doing, and I think um, I, I think I see what he's doing, man. And he and he's gonna make it interesting. We'll see if he gets to. It. If he fight Mel again and be an interesting fight. I still think Mel beats him because I think he lives in his head, number one. And I think number two, and here's what people got to understand, this is about Mel and Earl. They both fighting all the time, elite, another, another elite fighter. Not just that, but these guys spar. That's, that's my point. They, they're sparring. They're fighting. They're in there. And they, and, and they, got, you know, they got the same trainer. So you, you, you got a guy you're fighting who is sparring a unified welterweight champion, a top pound for pound guy. And guess what? He's being trained by, to me, the top trainer in boxing right now. For the past couple uh, no, years. No, no, nobody else has two unified champions that they're training. Nobody. And Derrick James might have a, an undisputed champion and a unified champion who may be an icon. Now add that to the resume. <laughs> Talk about a summer, man, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> wow. Hey, 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 hey uh, I want to call. Hey, DJ, we we, we got to get DJ on, on on the on, on, on the Zoom. We got to get him on the call, man. We got to get him on here. How was your summer, man? Oh man, you know, I got two fighters. You got two fighters off real. Tell me about your fighter. You know, one of them undisputed. You know, and the other one is unified and beat eight division icon and everybody loves. You may have heard of him. You, know, you may have heard of him. That's crazy, bro. Trainer of the year. Trainer of the yeah. year. He was a WBC trainer of the year. No, now you know Reynoso 
I think Reynoso got trained. You know, that's all the whole Canelo stuff. He got yeah. trained of the year. And then before that, someone else, they tried to throw someone else uh, in front of him uh, as well. But he's clearly trained of the year. This guy got two unified champions. And said, and said he does not want any more fighters. Said yeah, he, he, said, want, he, said, yeah. he said, I'm done. He, he said, in order for me to pick somebody else up, it, like, like literally the spirit would have to hit him. He, it would have to be but he's not looking and he's saying no to everybody. It's got to be the right thing. So, um, yeah. And once upon, a, once upon a time, he had Rob Brent, too. Yeah. And which is interesting because Rob Brent is over there with Bowman and Crawford. So that's really interesting. And I saw the interview with Rob Brent. What do you think about Earl versus? He's like, oh, man, I inspired Earl. I know about Derrick James, man. He said, yeah, Earl's a dog. And, you know, I got Earl beat beat Pacquiao, you know. And they, they didn't ask him, what do you think about Earl and Crawford? They just asked him, you know, hey, what is it like being with Bud? He said, oh, Bud's a great guy, man. He gives you pointers. He knows how to talk to people. So he was, you know, again, Rob Brandon's a guy. Um, I'm look- looking forward to watching his fight, too. He's a guy that is um, – he's definitely had hella training. He's definitely been exposed to some interesting camps. So – Yeah, and um, almost set the record for punches in one of his fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so – And then left Derrick be- James right after that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but I think that was more about Derrick James and Rob Brandt. Could have been. I think that was just I think that was uh I think that was Derrick James basically just saying, bruh, I, I got mail and, and, and arrow and I'm I just I don't, don't have the time. I don't have the time. Admit it. I yeah. just don't have the time. And I could totally understand time. that. I'd have been like, Derek, please. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to leave, but he got it though, man. I I this is going boy, he got what back to back months? Yeah. Male fight July, July and Earl fight August. Sheesh. It's a hot summer, man. And you know Mel, you know when Mel wins. You know he's gonna be at that fight in August. He done. He, he hyped everybody. He said, "Oh Earl." He said, "Oh man." He, he talking male male talking all the shit for Earl. <laughs> male like, "Oh no, Manny picked the wrong one." He said, "No, Manny made the mistake." Yeah, and you know he love hyping up his people, man. He oh, he love like, oh, he's going in hard on Earl. He like, man, man, look, Earl, Earl, look, Earl gonna retire him. He's gonna retire Pacquiao. He said, he going to retire. He said, man, y'all, y'all don't know. Yeah, I hear y'all saying don't count Manny out. He's, he's like, okay, you're going to count him out all right. I ain't counting him out, but yeah, I'm going to count to 10 on him because it ain't going to. That's the count out. Exactly. Bruh, this ain't, I don't care. Listen, if Manny makes it to the last bill, mm-hmm. it ain't going to look good. It's not going to look good. There's no way this is going to look good if he makes it to the last bill. His face is going to get yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it, look, he's going to take a beating. It, it'll be an interesting fight. Can't wait to see it. August 21st, by the fight, T-Mobile Arena, yes. <laughs> Vegas. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah, man. So that's it for me, man. You got anything well, else? That's you all want? I got, too. All no, right. That's it. I'm good. Man, love, peace, health, and success to you, Jay, and everybody else tuned in and listening. We're about Thank to get about this family. place. Yes, sir. Cool. Peace. Yes, sir.